Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is Dukes and Bell coming up. We got Yeah Man, No Man on the way. Uh, do want to let you guys know, uh, in our area here in Atlanta, severe weather is possible. So mm. keep your head on a swivel, guys. Just be aware of uh, a front that's blowing through. And, and Mike and I will talk more about that. We want to spend some time with our guy, Sal Capaccio. WGR, he's on the sidelines last night when all of this goes down with Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin. And Sal, thanks for joining us, man. Unfortunately, I wish we were talking about something different. You know, I, I, I wish, but we're not. And I just want to get your reflection first and foremost about what you were witnessing last night. Uh, we were following you on social media because I was trying to get as much information as we possibly could and to, to see some of your tweets and things that, we, that you were saying about the reaction really gave me a feel for what was happening on the field last night there in Cincinnati. Yeah, thanks. Uh, good to join you. And, you know, in, in my role, that's that's the job, right? We're trying to help everybody understand what's going on in the field. And I'm down there and I'm part of the radio broadcast. You know, but at the same time, I'm trying to process it like everybody else is. And it, it was tough. It was just a really tough scene. And, you know, you knew right away that it was, it was not good, uh, that it got worse as the night went on, as the situation went on. And, you know, you saw then the emotion on the players' faces, obviously. They were really, really... Um, you know, taken aback and, and broken up, a lot of them, a lot of tears. And these guys who are supposed to be larger and tougher than life, you know, just bawling and, and consoling one another. And, you know, you just you hope and pray that tomorrow's going to be okay, and that's the situation we're in today, just awaiting more word and, you know, hopefully get an update here soon that, that he's doing better. But all, all we have so far is really no new update, just that he's still in critical condition. Yeah, I saw last night as everyone else was watching, it seemed like, you know, Sean McDermott and Zach uh, Taylor, they had a, a better handle on this than the NFL, certainly, about the game. It just seemed like, as you just laid out those uh, that picture, the the emotions just took over. There's no way you can get guys to regroup and play a football game at that point. No, that's right. And it's funny because, you know, they keep saying, Joe Buck said five more minutes, they're going to warm up and all this. And I don't know, I didn't see anybody, I didn't hear anybody on the field say that specifically. But I will tell you, the Bills defense was on the field and they were, I don't know if they were ready, but they were preparing for another play. But I, I, I attribute that to maybe just how you're conditioned in this game, right? You're conditioned that when things like that happen, you play on. And as much as you – it's tough. This is what you do, and you're tough, and you fight through it. And you're next man up, and your teammate got hurt, and we're going to pray for him, but we got to play on. Maybe that's why. I'm not really sure. Thank goodness Zach Taylor and Sean McDermott got together, and you know they were able to get players off the field and say, we're not playing here because I don't know what would have happened if they didn't do that. But there's no way, you know, watching that, I, I, I didn't know at any moment how they were going to be able to get on the field and, and play a football game. Sal Capaccio joining us, guys, here on Dukes and Bell as we talk about uh, the aftermath. I, I, I want to know, what did you do when, when the team left? Um, because you guys didn't get back till late, right? Late last night. 
What were yep. guys doing? What was what was going on? Were you allowed even in the locker room at that point? Uh, what was happening? No, no one was allowed in the locker room after the game. It wasn't a typical post game. There was really no no post game at all. Um, while we were waiting for word on what was going to happen before the game was actually postponed officially, you know, we were down in the tunnel areas, the media watching and seeing Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor. They were on the phone in an area you could see down the hallway. They were on the phone probably with somebody within the league. Then we saw Sean McDermott and GM Brandon Bean and COO Ron Rakuya. We saw ownership to owners talking together. We saw a lot of that happening. And then finally, when the game was eventually uh, postponed, we were allowed to go into the media room and pack up. And then there was just a lot of confusion. Nobody knew. Like, are we staying here? Are we leaving? Are we packing up? What are we doing? Um, when are we going home if we're going home? Where are we going? Are we going to the hospital? Anything like that. As you guys know, some Bills players, coaches, they went to the hospital. Um, we had to wait kind of in the hallway as a media for quite a while before they would let us even anywhere near where the buses were loading. And that's kind of different. They didn't want really anybody going by the locker room even until all the players were out. Right. So once we did that, we got on the buses. And I would say we loaded the buses about 11.15. I think we were on the bus for probably over an hour. And now I know, like, figuring out why, they were waiting for people to come back from the hospital to board on the buses to come back to Buffalo because mm. from what I understand, everybody, players, coaches, except for DeMar, obviously, maybe a couple medical personnel. And I know for sure GM Brandon Bean did stay in Cincinnati, but everybody else came back and came back to Buffalo together on the plane. Sal Capaccio is with his guys. He was there when it went down from WGR up in Buffalo. Uh, you know, our thing, we started the show talking about this. Roger Goodell, we didn't hear from him. We heard from Troy Vincent when he did that teleconference around 1230. Sal, I'm not trying to be, you know, more mean-spirited than I usually am about the NFL, but let, your, your take. It's almost like they were waiting to get some good news from the hospital. Oh, he's fine. Let's get back out there, guys. That's what it seemed like watching on television. Sure. I mean, I think that isn't that kind of the way it plays out a lot, right, where, you know, you get that update a little bit later. We went through this in Buffalo in week two on Monday Night Football where Dane Jackson, who happens to be DeMar's not only teammate here, but was his teammate in Pittsburgh, by the way, happened to have the neck injury, and he got carted off the field and put on the ambulance. You remember that Monday night football game against Tennessee? And, you know, they start playing, and then you get updates as the game going on that he's doing better, he has movement in his extremities, and you're like, okay, you know, and you feel better about it, and kind of you go about and, and do your thing. And that's where it comes back to what you're conditioned to do as a football player and in this whole machine of football that we're all a part of and you just move on, that, was, that didn't happen last night. And that's, I think, what a lot of people were hoping for and waiting for. But I think that you saw the looks on those guys' faces, and they knew the gravity of the situation because they were up there and they were watching it. And, you know, I think when I two, – two points that really stood out to me that made this – made me understand what was happening and how severe it was were at, at one point the entire Bills sideline came off and went to the field – and I'm talking players, coaches, staff, everybody. And they just formed this really big circle around DeMar Hamlin and the medical team. But what they did was they were there and they were kind of shoulder to shoulder, arm in arm. Some were kneeling, praying, they were crying. But they, would, they had DeMar and the medical team like behind them and their backs in the circle while they looked out to us in the stadium mm -hmm. and on the sidelines. And they did that because they didn't want anyone seeing what was happening and how they were working on Damar. And I've never, ever seen anything like that. Wow. Sorry, I'm just, just thinking about yeah. that. Uh, did you talk to Josh at all last night? No, we haven't talked to any players at all. 
we weren't we weren't allowed to go in the locker room or talk to any players and you know there was in fact at one point um they said if anybody in the media was inside like near in the tunnel area near the locker room they had to shut off their phones all their equipment sure, sure. uh they 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 had all the they had all the media leave the tunnel at one point and even told cameras not to shoot any anything inside the tunnel they didn't want to even show players like show them coming out of the locker room at all it's the right thing to do, by the way, and, and and it's rare that you have these moments. Um, and and you, I hope that you know if you are someone that covers sports like we do, you don't have to deal with this. But it was the right thing to do, and that's why I'm asking. I'm curious, you know, did did anybody have a chance to do that? And and what you're saying is no, they shut all of that down because they knew the gravity of the situation and how players may respond. And and to be honest with you, who wanted who wanted to talk last night, right? right. Who wanted who wanted to say anything? So, Sal, I was curious. Thanks for answering that. Yeah, and I would say I don't think any of us wanted to talk. Right? Sure. I mean, like we sure. waited. We were in that hallway waiting, and nobody talked to anybody. We were all calling our families, um, updating what we knew, saying when we thought we'd be home, just getting on the phone and scrolling through Twitter and trying to find as many updates as we could. You know, you get on the bus, and you're, you know, it's, it's quiet. You're not talking to anybody, and none of us were in the mood to be able to do that. And um, it was just a really somber, sad night overall. Uh, DeMar Hamlin, what kind of a guy is he? We know he's involved like so many NFL players are and off the field. And one of the things that happened last night is people started Googling DeMar, you know, Hamlin and what's he involved in. And he's got a charity for kids with toys and he's got over nearly $5 million as we speak right now. But what what kind of a person is he from your experience, Sal? He's a a guy that he is – he's all about ball when he's at the facility. And I remember when he was drafted and Todd McShay said – this guy's going to make the Bills. Like, as much as he has a six-round pick and the Bills have a loaded roster, he's going to make the Bills because he's going to be tough and he's going to be a special teams demon and he's going to go in there and he's going to fight his butt off every single day for a job. And that's exactly what he did. And he earned a job and he's behind two all-pro safeties and he didn't play much, but every single day he went to the facility, he worked his tail off, and he became a very big special teams part of the uh, equation of the special teams and then, um, you know, became a starting safety after Micah Hyde got hurt earlier this year. Also that same Tennessee game, by the way, that Dane Jackson went out but you know I remember the game or two after he took over for Micah and the Bills win the game and as the radio network sideline reporter I usually go on the field and I I interview one of the players walking off the field after a win and I try to get somebody who you know had a good game and it's not gonna be Josh or Stefan or anything like that so I went up and grabbed Demars his first game first or second game he started in the NFL basically and so I ran up and I'm like Demar Demar you know live radio want to do live radio and he kind of looked at me like a little weird, and he's like, no, no, I'm good. And I said, Damar, I said, in nine years I've been doing this, you'd be like the first person to say no to a live on-air radio interview walking <laughs> off after a win. And he kind of laughed, and he kind of realized, oh, yeah, okay, you want to talk to me? That's totally cool. And he was great, by the way. I just think it just shows that he was so unassuming. He didn't want the attention because he just goes to work every day, and he's, he's such a great kid. Well, we are, you know, hoping for the best, man. Um, I know it was a difficult situation for you and last night to to be there and, and cover that. Uh, stay composed because, again, I, I don't think people realize when you're around these teams, and, and Sal, I've been there, you, you're part of it. You're part of these guys, man. Yeah. You, you're traveling with them. You have laughs and personal moments with these guys. You're part of it. And so uh, we appreciate you coming on and sharing this today and, Hopefully uh, we get some great news here as we continue to move forward, man. We appreciate you. Yeah, thank you guys. Appreciate you too. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 